0: Hey! Hello,
1: everybody. Happy Freb- February. February. Happy February. <laughs> we are Linda and Drew Scott, and this is At Home. This is a place where we chat with artists, experts, dreamers, doers, leaders, and lovers. lovers. And we chat about the impact they're creating in the world starting at home.
0: You know, we find inspiration in the big and small moments in success and failures. And we look at ways that we can better our relationship with ourselves, our community, and our planet. Because we truly believe that any difference we want to make out there, it starts wherever you are. Right here, right now.
1: So on the toilet?
0: On the toilet. This Drew's is where I'm making a world of difference, right here on the toilet. Wouldn't that be terrible if you were actually in here and I made you set up the podcast
1: area <laughs>
0: for recording next to me on the toilet?
1: I'd call it the plop cast. <laughs> This month, we're talking all about love. Oh, and
0: it's about Lows. to get sexy in here.
1: Lows. I was trying to get really low. <clears throat> now, now my throat hurts. It's about to get sexy and cheesy. Now I want nachos. <laughs> <laughs> On top of all the cheesiness, uh, beyond just romantic love, we want to talk about different kinds of love. Like the love we have for work.
0: I think work love is sexy. That's sexy to me, yeah.
1: I know you think work love is sexy. Like I know work actually turns you on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I love what I do. But, you know, we're talking about, you know, your romantic relationships, your love with your friends and family, work, any aspect of love in life.
1: Love for ourselves. That's the most important. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, For others, for strangers, um, people we might disagree with. That's the toughest kind of love.
0: And, And we actually are inviting Emmanuel Acho, New York Times bestselling author and host of Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man, Emmanuel talks about how we can cultivate love for everyone, regardless of differences in skin color, all starting with uncomfortable conversations.
1: We're also going to chat with the adorable and loving couple, Zach and Rachel King. Zach is a filmmaker and illusionist. I am sure you've seen his magic videos I rewatch them over and over mm, and over they again. They are awesome. <laughs> Rachel worked with foster kids and also helped run their production company, King Studios. And together they share their story of their growing family, work-life harmony, and how they make magic happen at
0: home. And they exemplify love for family and their community in literally everything they do. hmm Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security.
1: I mean, what are they gonna do next? They're they're gonna start a country singing career.
0: I would listen to a country band named ADT. Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your
1: Google Nest doorbell? I said our He said my, everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices like my lights, my locks,
0: <laughs> my security system with Google Nest speakers and displays.
1: And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started.
0: Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not <laughs> mine. Help protect what matters most with all this, plus 24 7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google.
1: Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer.
0: Okay, I say we start with romantic love. I need to roll all my R's. Starting with us. That's, I think that we need to talk about... Why don't you tell everyone where you were at in your life before we met, before that moment you saw me for the first time?
1: Okay, everyone. <laughs> I'm just trying to think, where was I?
0: Linda was in a relationship when we I had was first in a met.
1: relationship, an ending relationship, yeah, I was not looking for anyone to get into another relationship. Um we were out helping my friends at an event, and the funny thing is we were not gonna go. Well, my sister was like oh, I don't feel like going out tonight. Let's let's just stay in. And I, was, and I said, well, we promised Char and Wes that we would be there, so we have to go. Let's just get dressed and go, and it'll be fun.
0: And just so you guys know, this event she's talking about where we met, this was uh, f- during Fashion Week in Toronto, and it was a runway event, and Jonathan and I were asked to be the celebrity models. And this is just, just when Property Brothers was about to launch, or it had just launched, so it was a brand Did new I- show.
1: Okay, yeah, I don't remember that part or did it already start?
0: It, it yeah. had just, I think just started okay. airing maybe a, an episode or two. And so it's yeah. before a lot of people knew about it, but yeah. obviously Linda knew nothing about it.
1: <laughs> anyway, mentally, I think I was just there to have fun and help my friend. And like, when you think of a bar scene, meeting someone at a bar or it was at a club. It was so it's well, so well, weird to say. We,
0: we first met at the actual event.
1: At the event, which was at a nightclub, I think.
0: No, so no, that no. It was that's not a nightclub? It was a nightclub. No, it wasn't. I'm it, from
1: Toronto. It was a nightclub. No,
0: it was over. It was in that um, converted uh, like where, warehouse oh. space. I'm from Toronto. I know. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you don't even remember when we first met. <laughs> It was in this converted warehouse kind no, of a space. It, was it a used to be a distillery
1: kind of like Yeah,
0: exactly. It was an old industrial space and Sorry. then they've converted Sorry. it into this space.
1: Okay, then the second Then we place. went to the
0: after party. Yeah. Wait,
1: but did we Yeah, we did meet there.
0: Are you Oh wow. I, okay. No, I'm, I'm
1: cutting Linda off. I'm no, going to tell this story. I'm forgetting the actual locations. Right. It was and you know, people asked... Like, was it love at first sight?
0: Yeah, obviously for Linda, it was totally love at first sight.
1: I mean, that would be like super romantic and, and <laughs> sweet. I was attracted to you, but I was I really enjoyed the conversations we had.
0: Yeah. Well, so this is where I was on, on my side of things. I wasn't looking for a relationship at all. Um, we had just... Yeah, right. Yeah. I was, no, I wasn't looking um, to date anyone. I was just looking to mate. <laughs> Uh, no, we, I had just booked this gig property brothers. So Jonathan and I, over the, over the previous, I would say six to nine months, Jonathan and I had got this show. We had started filming and we're building up our episodes and this is exciting. This is our first big gig. And so I was so focused on doing whatever I had to do to make sure that we were, you know, creating a successful show. And, uh, and so I was, I was focused on work, you know, I'd done a little dating here and there, but I wasn't serious in any relationships. And then at this, you know, I just thought this was going to be some sort of a, you know, a fashion thing. You know, we're, we're getting into hosting. It'd be good to be, you know, seen in the fashion realm a little bit. Anyway, I'm at this event and sure enough, I see this beautiful woman and it was actually her personality I I saw first because I could hear her across the the room talking with some people. How could you hear
1: me across the room? You're loud. I am. Yeah, everybody. No, I'm I,
0: I heard I heard your laugh and it was infectious <laughs> and I heard <laughs> exactly. I heard uh you know you you talking with this group of people and I was like, "Wow, she is just there's this energy from you that was amazing and you're beautiful." And so I was like, "All right, I need to work my magic and get in there to talk to you." So, I made my way over with the best line I could think of.
1: But wait, sorry, Cliffhanger. When did you see me and then like, because the fr- I saw you like walk down the runway thing. I
0: saw you. And
1: then and then I saw you backstage. But did I see you?
0: Well, I saw you. I I'm pretty sure I saw you before I was up on stage because you were sort of like mixing and mingling and helping with whatever you were helping okay. with. And so I saw you a little bit here and there, but okay. I I didn't have an opportunity to talk to you until we were backstage at some point after things started.
1: And he must have known me, you know, In his past life, because he came up holding a slice of pizza and he asked me, where'd you get that water?
0: And then Linda responded,
1: where'd you get that pizza?
0: And right there, (laughs) we knew this was destiny. Anyway, I was trying to be clever with this because I didn't want to be like all in your face talking to you the whole time. So I just say a little something funny here or there. I don't know if you recall me. Oh, he's funny. Because I (laughs) I literally tried to like just say a little something and then leave so that you were always like, ha ha, wanting more. (laughs) Do you remember that? No. Yeah, I did. And then I know there was this after party thing that was going to happen, but I wanted to see you before everybody was going to the after party to make sure you were going. Because but it, we didn't it, see each other. We didn't. And then I was kicking myself because I'm like, oh, she was amazing. But but I saw you when I first saw you at that after party. You were close talking with some dude. And I'm like, uh-oh, this must be your boyfriend.
1: I was having a conversation with our friend Wes, and, um, who DJed at our wedding. Mm-hmm. And we were chatting face to face. And then all of a sudden, I see this like wall of a person come in between us. You and Wes. And, yeah. And I'm just staring at this person's back and I just tap on this guy's back and I kind of like push you aside politely. And I say, Excuse me, we're talking.
0: <laughs> and this was me trying to be funny because I'm like, All right. I want to get her a little like, wait, what's this guy doing? And so I just walked between her and Wes. And, and he
1: literally inserted himself in the conversation. Yeah.
0: So what was going through my head was, I don't know if this is your boyfriend or if this is just a oh friend.
1: Oh my gosh. So if it was my boyfriend, you still would have done that?
0: Well, this is me finding That's out. That's ballsy. I had to be ballsy. I had to make <laughs> a big move to win you over. So I, whatever I said to Wes, I was being friendly, uh, but he was super friendly back. And right away, I'm like, this is not her boyfriend. Uh, because it's
1: Char's boyfriend and now husband husband. and And they're both,
0: you know, he's he was one of your besties. And uh, anyway, so that was to me, it was giving you sort of that shock moment, reading his face when I did that to see if he'd be like, excuse me. And anyway, it was really nice. then we all started talking we all hit it off. And it wasn't until the end of the night that almost the last thing you said to me before we were getting ready to go was, Oh, I have a boyfriend. And then I was like, Oh, all this time I—I I didn't think you did, and and then so because we we've been talking as a group, we had all been talking yeah. about. You were telling us about where there's great volleyball on the beach. Yeah, you're talking about uh, hot chocolate. Yeah, because you are new to the
1: city, so I said we have to go get. You have to try the sushi place. There's this amazing distillery district. So
0: this was just you being nice to Jonathan yeah. and me in the group. I thought you were saying that you and me should go no. check it out. So I'm, and then the last thing you're like, yeah, well. I have, oh, I think I asked for your number or something, and then you yeah. said, well, well I, I have a boyfriend.
1: Yeah, I said that because I wanted to be clear. And then I said, but you should definitely check out all these places. And I don't know if I, I still got would've. your number.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you still gave the number. And also, See, Jonathan, I, I give you a ride, a ride home.
1: Yeah. But I think that that was my problem when I was younger. I think like I was really just being friendly and open and welcoming because I, and I think. In the past, I've given other people that vibe too.
0: See, and I'm the same as you in the way, but with me, I was I was always just friendly flirty with everybody. Like you weren't being flirty, you were just being genuine and friendly.
1: Like when you're friendly flirty, are you actually just like flirting or like that's other people's perceptions of it?
0: Well, I think other people's perception of it. Like for me, I'm not flirting like, hey, let's hook up. Like for me, I'm just connecting with people. And I, I think that so many people are not used to you making eye contact or even like physical contact. Like if you touch someone on the arm when you're talking to them or something like that, mm. like you're just, you're being engaged in, in in the moment with them and talking with yeah. them. But some people will take that as flirting like it's meant to be more. Yeah. At the end of the night though, I did get your number, um, but then you had a boyfriend. So I actually, I was like, oh, I'm not going to call. I, I mean, I, I didn't want to steal someone's girlfriend. <laughs> anyway, so um, I think it was like a few weeks or a couple of months had gone by and we were wrapping up filming in Several Toronto.
1: Several months, I think.
0: Yeah. and <clears> But then I thought, I, I was going through my phone looking for, you know, who we had for uh, friends that we had met in Toronto. And I'm like, oh, we're going to have a little barbecue or something. Uh, and I came across your number there. I'm like, hey, I want to call her and see if she's available. So actually I texted you Mm -hmm. and however you responded, all I remember is I turned to Jonathan. He was in the room with me and I'm like, hey, you remember that really cool girl that we met at the fashion event, Linda? I think she's single now. Whatever you texted me, I'm like, she's definitely single now.
1: I think I texted Something like, I, I can't come, but we should go to that hot chocolate place or something.
0: Right, right. Yeah, so you were saying, can't do the group. I don't group. know what I said, but. No, yeah. you said, can't do the group thing, basically. In my mind, can't do the group thing, but let's do a one-on-one. And so I turn to Jonathan, I'm like, <laughs> right. that girl is definitely single. And so our first date was we went for hot chocolate down at the distillery district in Toronto, which is this cool place um, that she was telling me about. We went for sushi as well. And that was supposed to be the end of our date. Mm -hmm. I was living in Vegas and Linda was living in Toronto. And so I was just about to leave town after filming in Toronto. I'm like, man, this sucks because I met this amazing girl and I'm not even going to be here. And then I find out weeks later, Linda was going to Vegas for her sister's bachelorette party. Oh yeah! So it feels like fates were aligning. We met at that sort of locals hangout in Vegas,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the Peppermill. Uh, pepper mill. And um, I held Linda's hair because she got sick.
1: Yeah, I had a little too much to drink at dinner with the with the girls.
0: So I just remember that I'm like, oh well, that's that's a good date. Linda's getting sick, <laughs> and so let's fast forward then a little bit to so we decided. Because just after this, I was going down to Austin to film and you were still in Toronto and we had a talk and we're like, you know what? We really enjoy each other's company and we'd love to make uh, a shot at, at this as a relationship. and Okay,
1: so- but we didn't actually have that proper talk.
0: So how did it go? We, yeah. <laughs> The whole thing is we didn't have that, are we exclusive and da, da, da kind of we talk. We were
1: just like together all the time.
0: Exactly. We And neither of us were seeing anybody else, but it wasn't like we had that uh, that conversation. Yeah. But then we just went to Austin. And yeah. so so Linda was, was down there and, and imagine I thought, like
1: The worst thing that can happen is that we stop dating and I fly back home. And the best thing that can happen is a little adventure. Like, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a big deal for me thinking back, and it still isn't.
0: Do you remember though when we had that place? Jonathan lived with us in the house, so Jonathan
1: lived with us for years. For years until he started dating.
0: And that's kind of funny. I say Jonathan lived with us, but but it's like we lived with him or whatever. I lived with you guys. Yeah, the three of us together got places uh, because we would be every few months we were in a different city filming or whatever it was, and so instead of getting like two separate condos, we would Which always just get so a house. Which so crazy
1: to think about.
0: So how is that for you? Being in a relationship and this is something new and you and I are trying to grow our relationship, but then you always have the brother third wheeling.
1: I think for the first few years, it was fun. And I think, or definitely because we all work together, it made it easier. And when we were still okay with working all the freaking time, it makes it easier. Well, but I think the moment that, like, you know, it felt like this is too much, too much work. It, I mean, it was it was fun for the first few years, and then it's like, hmm, mm-hmm. I think we need our alone time.
0: <laughs> I think we're not alone now. <laughs> so it was eight years. Was it seven or eight six, years that I six, proposed? I think six. No. Yeah. It was in January in Toronto when we were filming. It was January. December. Of- it was December. December okay, 12th. so it was. Ah, uh, okay. There's the one date I don't remember. So Linda remembers I think, that.
1: Or 13th.
0: So, but it, it was December then. Okay, yeah. so let's talk about that. <clears throat> We've been together for six, six years. Years almost. And you know, obviously, we love each other. But were you ever thinking what took me so long, or were you so busy with everything we were doing that you and I both didn't realize until Wow, it's been six years. Let's get on it already.
1: I never thought about why it was taking so long because I. I had never been in my adult and teenage life. I had never been the person to want to get married.
0: But you know how they always say like little girls dream of having the the perfect no. wedding and but the funny thing is I had that as a kid. I was really? that little girl.
2: <laughs> really? I, I
0: remember, yeah, I remember thinking I want to, you know, get married young <clears throat> and I want to have, you know, 2 to 4 kids and I want to have that white picket fence and I was picturing all that when I was little.
1: So now, like looking back, do you feel like you didn't focus on yourself? Like, like never mind our relationship, but like just yourself.
0: Um, well, no, I think in my mind, and it's probably still something I I sort of go back and forth with, um, is that myself was my work. That was me focusing on me mm-hmm. uh, because I really enjoyed what I was doing and seeing mm-hmm. that growth. Um, and I think probably when I was younger, I really thought. I don't have time for relationships because that will distract me from achieving what I want to achieve with work.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, you know, especially with you and me working together as well, that we support each other's passions. Mm-hmm. Um, we support each other in our work endeavors too. And so that, that's something that I don't know why I thought it had to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. I, I now see that, that in fact being together with somebody who can support you can take you to an even further level. Yeah. Um, which is funny because with what I do for work, I had Jonathan there all those years, right from when we were kids as a support. So I knew that having somebody there to support you is a great way to achieve what you want to achieve. Hmm. But in a romantic relationship, for some reason I was thinking dating somebody or getting married would distract me from what I wanted to do.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. You've said before, like it it doesn't come, not that you're not naturally loving, but like the work that you need to put in a relationship that does take extra effort I guess we don't have or have not had that practice. Like you've had a whole lifetime of like working on yourself in terms of work. But then when yeah. it comes to work in a relationship, like it's not like you've done that before.
0: Well no, and actually that's that's a good way of looking at it too, because I had the odd relationship. My longest relationship was like six or eight months, I think. However, I knew it wasn't something that was gonna last. So yeah, for, for me, I did not have that practice. I and I put so much effort into, you know, after listening to like Tony Robbins when I was a kid and learning how to really go after your passions and your dreams. I literally practice every day for that sort of drive. Mm. So you're right. I mean, if I had had past relationships that, you know, I could have learned from those failures. But again, too, if I had past relationships, maybe we would not have been here today.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that's why, like, I don't know, when you look at divorce rates mm. and you see this staggering at like, what is it, 50%?
0: Something crazy. Like,
1: yeah. I I mean, I guess that makes sense if that's your first like big relationship or big partnership with someone like so intimately, it makes sense that like that person is going to get like the crappy end of everything and maybe the best of everything. Like, because you're still both working things out. Mm. I don't know.
0: I know you agree with me, but we so feel that therapists are something that every couple needs. And I think there's so many people that don't, think therapy is a good thing they think it's they'll just do it if there's a problem but it's and we've been bad too we get busy yeah. and we, we've started some but we don't have a regular therapist that we go yeah, to yeah
1: we've talked to a few but I, I think moving from city to city it's been hard to form that connection with someone and mm-hmm. it, i mean it's it's our fault like we haven't put the effort into it until like we get into an argument and it's like uh like you know we need to talk to someone yeah but we can't wait until it gets bad
0: no exactly and i think that that's the same thing it's the same thing like when you're working out and trying to stay healthy you don't just start to do cardio once you're having heart problems or you're getting high blood pressure you should be doing it your whole life to be proactive with your your health instead of being reactive Mm -hmm. the same with your your emotional um state your relationships be proactive instead of being reactive and and I do really appreciate how you encourage me to talk more, like you and me to talk more just about our feelings and where we're at and how we're doing. And I know sometimes I feel like, well, it's just, we say the same things over and over and over. And I know I get a little frustrated, but it's me still learning that just having that open dialogue is Mm -hmm. a part of being proactive in a relationship.
1: Yeah, because I, I think even though we're, like we argue about the same few things, I think, Mm-hmm. Um and she was like, uh-huh. yep, mm-hmm. uh huh. Yep, definitely.
0: I think I would love to put it to you guys. I mean, I think in our search for trying to find a great therapist, I mean, we can do our our meetings virtually and yeah. that's what I would want to do right now anyway. So that's our homework. I think by the end of the month we need to, All right. we need to find a great therapist to okay. work with. I and mean, I think we should even have them on the podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And find someone.
0: All right, but let's keep going here. So let's move (laughs) forward to when I was planning to propose to Linda, my whole plan was to take Linda to a restaurant, a romantic dinner, just the two of us. And then I wanted to have some music playing that would set the mood. And then I would bring out this, Linda Loves, Dr. Seuss. And one of her favorite kids books is, Oh, The Places Will Go. And so I wanted to bring out this giant cake and the little character at the top of the cake was holding the ring. And then I would propose. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And I am so oblivious.
0: You know, Lynn and I shared a a tablet. So I figured if she was using it, she would see my text messages with her family and stuff like that. So I was being super sneaky and several times I thought Linda was on to me and I was I getting had all. I no idea. Yeah.
1: No idea. <laughs> Which is
0: so funny to me because I literally thought you, you knew I'm like, this is ruined. I should stop the whole thing.
1: <laughs> and tell me because Drew has a habit of ruining his own surprises. Like he'll plan this elaborate thing and he'll be like, can I just tell you? <laughs> Cause he's so excited about it. Um, yeah, but I had no idea. And, um, I remember part of your proposal. I the, mean, you the were the part where I was crying, the part and where you speak. were all boogery. <laughs> and-
2: <laughs> I, <love you. laughs>
1: um, I do remember you saying um, that you want to spend the rest of your life getting to know me. And I thought that was very, very sweet. I don't remember anything else.
0: I. I should look up if I still have it written down somewhere. Oh, did you write it
1: down?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I have it somewhere. I have to look, but I had this whole sort of, I feel it was pretty beautiful and I tried to put a lot of effort into it. And literally, I think the only words Linda could hear was, life with you, love, marry me. <laughs> I was so, yeah, I was slobbery, nasty, crying. Uh, and I didn't think I would be like that. It's the same at the I wedding. Didn't I didn't think I would. You. I thought I'd get it all out, no problem. No. So, so, so
1: next time you sit, you call yourself, you know, not the romantic one.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't believe it. The song, Marry Me, came on the speakers. Uh... I'm trying to get Linda's attention to the song because she's in the middle of telling some funny story and I'm like, yeah, yeah, great. Hey, listen to that song. And uh, then the cake comes out and as Linda's talking, then I get down on one knee. Marry me Today and every day Marry me I remember this one way. Linda remembers another way. What I remember is I'm down on one knee And Linda looks over and says to the guy that brings the cake over, "Uh, sorry, I ordered carrot cake.
1: I did not. You did say that. I said that after to be funny. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I said that after to be funny. But did you,
0: when I was down and that came over, did you know what was happening or were you still confused?
1: No, I was, I don't think I was confused. I think I was more shocked. (laughs) Like you probably thought like, wow, this is not much of a reaction. Like you expect... You expect, you know, someone to cry. Linda like cries when she
0: looks at a butterfly. I do. I was expecting her to be all tears and everything.
1: I was just so shocked.
0: <laughs> she didn't cry at all.
1: I didn't cry, I think. Until after. Yeah, until after, until like, you know, I had a moment to ourselves. Um, yeah, because after that, after our dinner, we were on our way home, or so I thought.
0: I do remember, I mean, everyone applauded in in the restaurant, and, uh, and then- you know, you said yes, fortunately. And so- Did I? Yeah. And then Linda <laughs> said to me after I proposed, she's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. You know, love you. Thank you so much. Can we keep this to, to ourselves for a little while and before we tell anybody? And then I already have all of our family and friends <laughs> at a an, another place just a couple blocks away. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's keep this to ourselves for a little while. And then we start walking. And then Linda said, it's almost like, you know, they always say when you're about to go to heaven, you see all of your friends and family, everyone like from everyone your life your gathers life. together. That's as we walked into this restaurant, that's what Linda said it felt like.
1: And I was like, wait, why Why are my parents here? Why is Anna Lee here? Why are my nieces and nephews here?
0: People who aren't even living in the city yeah. are here. As we walked along, all these people from our lives were there. And then we had that same experience when we were getting married in Italy. Yeah,
1: I'm just... Daydreaming now. It was so fun to plan and to to share that experience with everyone. And with every day we were there, we we tried to create like a different experience. So like the first day was kind of a picnic under the stars feel. It felt like like the welcome yeah. party, and then we had um, our bachelor and bachelorette experiences, which was so fun. So the girls had planned for me a bike ride. Um, Along and, the countryside, and then we went to oh, and while we were riding our bike, it started raining, and then it started hailing. hailing. It was
0: like torrential downpour. It yeah, was we didn't hilarious. have. We had like a dribble of rain where we were, and then it went away.
1: And, and then, and then we were all soaked. By the time we got to the cooking class, and it was freezing, so we we're all like huddled in the bathroom under the. The really like dinky hand dryer trying to dry ourselves off.
0: And so Jonathan and JD for me, for the Bachelor Party, they set up where we went on like a an adventure. It was almost like a, a escape room slash scavenger hunt that I had to go on, which was really fun. Um and then then we all met up at the end.
1: Yeah, for oh, so yeah, the guys, the girls, everyone, we met up at the end and we had a big karaoke party that night.
0: Yeah. So and back then to karaoke. It was all food. I mean, our main thing, the reason we did the wedding over the 10 days is because we wanted to have, we've been, we've been on the road for work for so long. We wanted to have everyone together and not rushed for one ceremony on one day. We wanted to make sure we got time with.
1: And even everyone. with that, it, it felt rushed. Like there's so many, I mean, everybody there I wanted, you know, we wanted to spend time with, but it was impossible to, um, but it was nice because, guests who didn't know each other you know have stayed in touch since and and they've become friends which is so cool so Um,
0: of all of the during that wedding week we uh we call it our wedding week not a wedding day (laughs) um, what would you say was the most memorable moment for you
1: Mm, obviously the ceremony one
0: because once again I was crying nonstop (laughs) trying to get my vows out
1: I didn't think I was going to cry because I was so nervous and I didn't think I was going to be nervous, but
0: your vows were what made me cry.
1: And yours made me. You actually, you crying made me cry. So I can't watch you cry. Can you recite our vows? Yes. Do it. Let's play a recording.
2: <laughs> Drew, I knew it would be difficult to find the right words for this, <laughs> especially because you always make me speechless. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Amplified. I have many more to come from.
2: I could spend a hundred lifetimes coming up with ways to show you how much I love you and even then that wouldn't be enough time. But I'll start by saying all of the little things that I love about us. Like leaving notes in each other's bags or pockets. I love when you only watch the crappy shows and movies, when we're apart, saving the good ones to watch together.
0: So you think.
2: (laughs) I love that we're both lefties. I love that you try to come up with really good puns to impress me. (laughs) I'm thankful for all of these little things that add up to make my heart so whole. And for all of the big things that make our love feel larger than life. While I can never get enough of you and me time, I love that you love bringing people together just as much as I do. And then you make everyone feel like family. It's why we have so many groomsmen and bridesmaids. (laughs) And how we managed to get all of you here today. I promise to continue to love you and care for you in all of the above ways and more. I love you so, so much. And I can't wait for more adventures together as a newly married couple, as clueless parents, and his farty old grandparents splink pranks on our grandkids. Love you. Oh no, I no, think yes. no, no.
0: This last oh, The last eight and a half years have been the best years of my life. It was October twenty-fourth, two thousand and ten, when I first saw you across the room. It was Fashion Week. Obviously, I was a sexy male model. You were fashion police. And who would have thought we would end up here so many years later? Actually, I did. At the time, I couldn't fully put my finger on what it was about you that drew me in, and there was the obvious. There was, you're beautiful, you're funny, you have this infectious laugh, but it was more than that. Everybody who comes across you, everybody that you're in contact with, they feel the energy. You just have this amazing, beautiful energy. And over the years, that draw that I felt, it just continued to grow. There There's so many things I, I can't even explain. It's the little things, it's the big things. You do so much for me, you make me so happy. You're beautiful. You're punderful. <laughs> it's the best I got. <laughs> Come on, Drew. You're the only thing. <laughs> You're the only thing on this planet I can't live without. I love you. And I look forward to spending the rest of my life with you Drew, as you place the ring on Linda's finger Please repeat after me You are the love of my life You are the love of my life And you are my very best friend And you are my very best friend <laughs> Linda, as you place the ring on Drew's finger Please repeat after me You are the love of my life
2: You are the love of my life
0: And you are my very best friend
2: And you are my very best friend
0: Linda and Drew, you have expressed your love to one another through the commitments and promises you have just made. It is with these in mind, I pronounce you husband and wife. Today, your kiss is a promise. Drew, you may now kiss your bride. Thank you. What I have always loved about you is that you're so considerate with everything that comes out of your mouth. It's always so thoughtful, but it's still funny. You're punny. Linda's the pun queen. And so actually one of my favorite moments at the wedding was, so Linda loves old vinyl records and she loves old record players. So I had written a song with two friends of mine, Victoria Shaw and Chad Carlson, friends of ours and uh, had to press the vinyl. And then April, Linda's sister delivered it to her the morning of the ceremony, just before we were going to do the ceremony. And, we had cameras recording it. So I got to see Linda's reaction.
1: Drew has something special for you. Oh, what is that?
2: Well, why don't you come open it? Right
1: now? Yeah. yeah. Do you guys all know what this is? <laughs> no? No, I am. Am I about to accept a mission? <laughs> what is this? What is this? Oh my goodness. That is so
2: cool. This is the cutest. <laughs>
0: The way I see you through my eyes It's like the first time every time When you touch me How else can I say That you are worth the way? And I'm a better man today Because you
2: love me guys in the whole
0: wide world You chose me You chose me Your laugh is just so fun You're the royal queen of puns You dance to your own drum Like no one's watching You're my missing puzzle piece You're the only air I breathe Without you next to me Life would be Boring and The funny thing is there, you also didn't cry a lot, a little bit. April cried nonstop, which was yeah. hilarious. But that moment, like writing that song for you was a lot of fun for me because I was trying to think what all you mean to me.
1: You're so creative. Yeah, I I didn't get you anything. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote you a letter.
0: <laughs> Actually, we did say to each other, we weren't going to do gifts for each other. We were just going to write a letter. We well, always then,
1: say that. And then you end up doing something extravagant. You, sneaky. <laughs> We just talked for about like an hour about love, but I don't know how we skipped over like crappy, toxic love.
0: It's really sad. We, we've had friends who have been in really toxic relationships and whether it's been abusive or whether they've been fearing for their life to leave the relationship. And it's scary. I think a, such an important thing is to have that group of close people that you, that yeah. you can confide in. They that, that can be your support net to help you have the strength to move on from a relationship that is not going to improve, and also some of these abusive people in relationships, they're mental and manipulators. I mean, they know how to hook you in and make you feel that you need them. What what we're going to do, guys? We're going to post some links that are great resources uh, for you as well, because obviously we're we're not experts and we're not trying no. to act like that we, we are. But yeah, uh, there's
1: this one foundation that um, someone sent me actually. It's called one love Foundation and they do a really good job at um, just communicating what healthy love is and what unhealthy love is um, especially for for teenagers and and yeah I guess it's it's great for anyone in relationships to understand like what is healthy love and what is you know mm-hmm. toxic and, and potentially dangerous
0: yeah there, there's so much that we need to learn in all aspects of relationships and and love there's mm-hmm. so much we still have to learn too. Yeah. So, But that's, you know, that's the journey of us being together. It's me reaching out, trying to hold your hand. Oh, oh thank you. <laughs> this is, we have a lifetime to continue to get to know each other better and learn about each other and grow our love.
1: I'm in it. To win it. I think the whole point in us sharing our love story with, with all of you is, um, is not to make you throw up in your mouths, but <laughs> I think it is just you know nice a nice reminder for ourselves as well that like there are amazing times and then there are times that take a lot more work and mm-hmm. then there are just times that are just like whatever like and I love those times I love the times when we have nothing planned and there's nothing extravagant to our days.
0: It is all those little moments that mean so much to me because I don't remember like if we have an argument I don't remember the details of what was frustrating me or you or anything like that. Um, I remember the feeling of being around you and, and remembering back to the wedding and our time together, wherever we go, our little adventures, it's the feeling. It reminds me of uh, Maya Angelou's quote. I learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Mm. Well, thanks so much for joining us guys uh, we will look for all of your love stories that you're going to share with us on social post on at at home
1: and we'll be sharing some fun love stories and chats on YouTube as well
0: yeah so youtube.com slash at home and a huge thank you to all of our team all of our homies
1: we love you
0: Brandon Angelino
1: Hannah Fan,
0: Courtney Owanis,
1: Wesley Friend Rick Russo Chris Cobain
0: and our theme song is by Victoria Shaw and Chad Carlson Feels Like Home
1: Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys. Love, guys. Love ya. Love, ya.
2: Love you. That kiss was for you, Linda.